0: If you've been enjoying this podcast over weeks or months or even years, I'd be so grateful if you could please leave us a five-star review so others can hear about the show. Thanks so much. Welcome to Grow, Cook, Eat, Arrange, the podcast of me, Sarah Raven. And today, one of my heroines, that is Jekka McVicker, who really has taught us all what we know, really, certainly me anyway, about growing herbs and also about interesting varieties of herbs. And well, she is the herb queen. And as I said uh, last week, she's mentored so many talented chefs, including Jamie Oliver, but many, many, many others. And I thought it would be lovely to get her to do one in this series of the 12 best. And really, I've asked Jekka if she can think about the 12 best herbs if you're a beginner gardener. Welcome, Jekka. It's lovely to have you on the podcast.
1: Well, it's lovely to see you. I haven't seen you for yonks and uh, we can actually see each other. You can't see us. Yes. (laughs) But you, I remember the first time we met, you were selling seeds at the Country Living Show. Oh, that's right. And they were all so beautifully wrapped up with bows. Yes. And they they were exquisite. (laughs) They were absolutely exquisite. And I just thought, Here's another lady who has the same attention to detail and the passion for what she does. So I'm thrilled to be on your program and to talk about my passion, if you like.
0: Yeah, that's probably 25 years ago. Funny enough, we were talking, we had a marketing (laughs) meeting the other day and we were saying... I think we should go back to the country living fair, but we don't even know if
1: it still exists. We're gonna to have to look into it. It does. it does. It it really does exist. Yes, yes, absolutely it does. Do you still go, Jekka? Gosh no. I did that one with you and then I did one where I built the garden as you come in, the entrance yes. garden. Yeah. And I and I nearly bust our lorry because I I borrowed all this stone from a mate and it it was it was yeah, one of the more disastrous things I've done. But hey. Uh-huh.
0: Luckily, um, there are lots of water under the bridge. Anyway, it's lovely, lovely to have you here. And let's start with the list and then we can do more chatting if we still have time at the end. So, what's your number one if you're like my daughter, for instance, very late 20s, sort of balcony or even a tiny garden, and you want to grow herbs
1: that will really enhance your food? I think what I'm going to say is growing herbs is great. Is how you combine them. I want people to think of herbs as the cocktail. You know, people's everyone, everyone's into making cocktails at the moment. Yeah. But if you combine herbs together, you can actually transform a feast in seconds. So I think I'm going to give you a pair that you which go together is dill and coriander. Mm, you nice. You can put them either separately or together. And I find using them together is really good because the lightness of the dill combats mm-hmm. with the heaviness of the coriander. And it's something you can grow in the smallest space. If you haven't got a balcony, you can grow them in a little seed tray and have them as crests. Mm-hmm. So you can cut and add them and cut and come again, just as we used to grow crest heads mm-hmm. you know, at school and things like this. So it'd be just like that. And I think I think that combo is just so good. And then if you add some parsley to that as well, mm. you you're you've got the magic combo of the east, but it it goes so well with things like rice, with pasta, with vegetables, with cold salads. Mm. Yeah. So yes, so that is my my top two with with the with the parsley. And then the other one you have to have with that combo is a good spearmint. Oh, okay, great. Now, Okay, so the thing about growing mint anyway is you've got to keep it in the pot and keep it separate. So that's great for a balcony and you just divide it every year and it'll keep on going. Mm. And I find that mint, it goes, again, with dill, with parsley, with coriander. So those four chopped up and just added to whatever you want. Mm. I mean, you know, it really is. I made a um, feta cheese. mm mm-hmm. With just those four herbs chopped into it. Mm. And then I use that as a dip. Or you have a hummus. Mm. You make yourself a basic hummus and you add those four herbs.
0: Lovely. And the Loving mint them.
1: takes off the edge of it all. So that was my – so you've got your four. Well, then I sort of started getting off-piste. Oh, good. <laughs> I, I, I have to have French tarragon.
0: Right with you there.
1: French tarragon to me is the beginning – of my adventure with herbs. It is the herb of my family. My mother always used French tarragon and it's a herb that I can't be without. For those that don't know, it's got a slightly anise flavor and French tarragon makes your tongue zing when you Mm, eat it. It does. But when you cook with it, it, the flavor literally permeates the food. Mm. Mm. Beware though, a lot of people are selling Russian tarragon labeled as French. Mm. Try a leaf before you buy it. Yeah. You would in Europe. So why not here? Yeah. If it tastes like, mm, well, there's something there. Mm, no, I think it tastes like upper class grass, then it's <laughs> Russian. <Yes>. Okay. <laughs>
0: and it's slightly bitter, isn't it? Isn't it? Sort of well, it's just
1: slightly tougher and it doesn't have that amazing. Mouthful of flavor and zing and, and everything else that's going around. So, and I use that with chicken, just bung it in the middle of a chicken with mm. half a lemon, nothing else. Yeah. You know, and, and you can use it with tomatoes. It is gorgeous with tomatoes. Oh. People don't chop it up and add it with tomatoes. Just grill some tomatoes and chop the tarragon into the butter and then put that last just before your final bit of grilling on the top of your tomatoes. Perfect. And serve that with some nice toast, and you're well away. Okay. Fabulous. Then, what else have I put in here? I have put, I have made a list because I'm so useless at my age of remembering things. So it has to be rosemary for remembrance. Yes. But not any old rosemary. It has to be green ginger. Mm hmm. Have yeah. you come across green ginger yes, rosemary? Yes, I have.
0: Um, do you know who introduced me to that? I think after you is Mark Diacono, who taught me to use yes. it with
1: cocktails. <laughs> yeah, he does. Uh, but I I think it with roast vegetables, absolutely scrummy, dilly, Also for making, if you want to make a syrup, he, ma- he makes a syrup and then he adds the rosemary to that. And then you've got that base to make cocktails with. Or you can make a proper old-fashioned shrub. Oh, yes. With um, cider vinegar. Yes. And that—that that is, or white wine vinegar, that is gorgeous. Shrubs are just amazing and they're so easy to make. So look that up online. Is it too complicated to describe
0: how to make a shrub?
1: Correctly? It's slightly, okay. So what I do is I will marinate, I will soak the, the herb mm. or the fruit, depending on what it is, yeah. in my white wine vinegar for at least 48 hours. And then I will use that infusion. So one of my favorites is raspberry and ginger rosemary infusion in white wine vinegar. Mm. And you then I I use a potato musher Mm -hmm. and I mush the raspberries into the vinegar. And then I strain it through a coffee filter. So that you then get the, and then you weigh that up. So say you've got 50 ml of uh, liquid, you would then have, I think it's, I don't, I go under. So I would have about, instead of 50 ml of 50 grams of sugar, I would go something like 35 to 40 grams of sugar. I don't like it too sweet. No. Then you bring that to simmering points. Yes. And you simmer it until all the sugar's melted and you have got a shrub. Yeah. The tastes divine.
0: And that would be a basis for dressings and
1: drinks and... And ice cream. Oh, yes. Ice cream. Or wow. A, a good vanilla ice cream. Pour that. Ginger, rosemary and and raspberry. And I tend to, if I'm going to know I'm going to be making the shrub for as a syrup, I'll boil it for a bit longer so it gets a little yes. bit thicker. Yes. How lovely. I'm doing that. That is superb. Also on my list, I have put garlic chives, mm. not any old chives because everyone has chives. Mm. Garlic chives, really easy for you to grow from seed, mm-hmm. especially now that the days have got longer yeah. and they take about, they need 18 degrees to actually germinate well. Mm-hmm. Um, but the great thing about this garlic chives is they're from China. And they have a flower, which is in July, Mm. and it's white star-shaped, just like our wild garlic, Mm. but it tastes of sweet garlic. They Mm. are absolutely sublime, and the leaf is flat-leaved. Again, chop that up with butter, brilliant with jacket potatoes, Mm. and the flowers are lovely added to salads and things like that. Yeah. Oh, what have I put here? Uh, Thai basil. Uh, Uh, Why Thai basil, not ordinary basil? I love Thai basil because it has the aniseed.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I like that aniseed kick. The, what people may not know is that basil is first cousins with mint. Okay. I didn't so know that. So being, being related, if you actually stop and taste sweet basil or Greek basil, you get that minty flavor. Mm. You mm. get that aromatic, sort of slightly spicy. Its other cousin is sweet marjoram, which I'll come to in a minute. Okay, And you'll find that that, Those flavours are great. So you've already got the mint with the Thai basil. Yes. Okay. That's such a good tip. You can add that to any Thai dish you want or any rice dish. I always add it just before I serve rather than cook it. Yeah. But you can make an infusion with the leaves just like you can with mint.
0: Wow. So, you can pour yeah. on
1: boiled water. Yeah, a teaser. And let it stand for, yeah, five minutes. And then you've got this amazing liquid mm. that you can make, turn into ice cubes. Mm. And then you can add that to cocktails. Mm. Great tip. And that tastes really, really lovely in cocktails. And I have put on here sweet marjoram. Yeah. Why sweet marjoram? Well, it's an oregano, as you know. Oregano and marjoram are the same thing. So, don't worry about that. But sweet marjoram is an annual, and I've now got a perennial version, which is Oregonum X, meaning hybrid majoricum. And this is Oregonum marjoram. This was first brought into the UK as a snuff oh. for the gentleman and as a tossy-mussy for women to carry around in the 16th century for stopping smelling bad or smelling nasty things. And I... Adore this herb with tomatoes. Mm. It nearly beats basil for me. Again, I will chop it through butter or I will just marinate it in oil and then add it to my tomatoes. And if you're if you get a glut of tomatoes and you're slow roasting them, add some sweet marsh and you'll be blown away. The scent, anyway, will make your whole kitchen smell good. Mm. But it is just, I think, a very underused herb, and of course. If you make pizza, perfect. Yeah. It is the king of pizza. And you're growing it from seed. And you grow it from seed, yeah. Uh, Top tip, top tip, young Sarah. (laughs) I watched you sowing seed. Okay, with basil seeds and quite a lot of the herb seeds, don't use your hands because your hands are warm and wet. And if you then put the seeds back in the packet, you will kill the seeds and you will... Also, or they'll go musty and die, and you'll get very low germination. So it's really worth, a lot of the labels we use are, you can fold in half and you've mm. then got an automatic dibber and you can then tap that
0: oh, into your,
1: okay. and then you can put it back into your seed packet. But the great thing about basil and sweet marjoram is water in the morning before you go to work. Yes. Not in the evening when you come home. Yes. So it doesn't have a soggy bottom. Yeah, yes. At night. Because you know how they'll complain if they've got a soggy bottom. Yes. So, yes. (laughs) But um, (laughs) so I have put that on and I have put lemon thyme Mm. because I find it so versatile. It goes with fish. It goes with chicken. It goes with roast vegetables, it goes with ratatouille, it Mm. goes with you know, it it just has a slightly spicier, warmer, lemony flavour, which than ordinary time. So I just felt this is not wacky, it's easily obtainable, Mm. you can get it in any garden centre. You can't grow it from seed, but you can get it in any good garden centre. Okay. I'm sure you most probably already sell it online. A must-have for me is buckler leaf sorrel.
0: Yes, I love it too. Yeah, the yeah. little tiny leaf sorrel. Yeah,
1: which is um, known as shield sorrel, buckler yeah. leaf sorrel. And very, it tastes like Granny Smith apples. Yes, it's at this time of year. It is lovely. You can add it to salads, obviously. And I will quite often pick a handful, and I'll put it into one of those whiz whiz things. Whiz that up. Fold that into some creme fraiche mm. and serve that with cold salmon or cold chicken or rice or vegetables or whatever dish you're doing. It's all just as a dip. Yeah. It is really refreshing. And it's a really good one to have in the summer. Yeah. Uh, and what else? How am I doing? One more. Well, there's so much publicity about herbs and our health and our well-being. I've mentioned rosemary in cooking and the ginger rosemary. The tea of rosemary is really good at restoring your memory. It's also very good if you suffer from sad. Mm. Luckily, we're in spring now, so things are uh, picking up. But if you did suffer from sad, it's ah. a very good one for helping you out of low mood. So the other one I chose is the little tiny leaf sage called Salvia lavendulifolia, oh,
0: meaning like lavender that.
1: leaves, Yes, which was called Salvia hispanicus. To be classified, okay, and I have found this one really good to cook with. A lot of people don't cook with sage; they find it too dominant. Yes, but this is tiny leaves, and it's fantastic with rice. It's fantastic mm. with couscous. It's fantastic with bugleweed. Again, great with tomatoes. Great with courgette. Wonderful courgette. Mm. Don't forget dill with courgette. Mm. My mum brought me up to use dill, and she always had dill seed with courgette. Oh. She always used the seed. She always used to cook the courgette, and then she used to saute the seed and add the seed. God, so brilliant! There's more. There's more to herbs than you know. There's so many levels. There really but is. I think what I really want to inspire your listeners to do is to think of a herb as a cocktail. It's not a single item.
0: Yeah, I love that that you started off with that. Combine
1: mm. them together. Find out what you like, and again when you're growing herbs only grow what you're going to use yeah 90% of what herbs are have been grown for thousands of years yeah i mean dill and coriander go back to Tutankhamun. yeah so you know we we're, we're, we're minuscule in the herb world yeah.
0: yeah yeah
1: and that's what i find so exciting and they will survive anything and everything
0: yeah Absolutely. Well that's such a uh, that is such a great list. So number 1 dill, 2 coriander, 3 parsley, 4 spearmint, 5 french tarragon with tomatoes, 6 rosemary, green ginger, 7 garlic chives, 8 Thai basil, 9 sweet marjoram, 10 lemon thyme, 11 buckley leaf sorrel and 12 salvia lavandifolia. Um, wonderful, wonderful. But but before you go, Jekka, will you just tell us, uh, give me an update and, and tell all our listeners what you're up to and what they can come to at um, your wonderful herbarium outside Bristol?
1: Well, uh, thank you. M- my son is my fountain of all knowledge and he does our website, which is amazing. Hannah, my daughter's the illustrator, as you know. Mm. And we are having a herb fest this year. We have it every other year, really. And wonderful people like Mark Diakana coming, and um, Nathan Outlaw, and Aret Anderson, and Sarah Ebley, and Uncle Tom Copley, and all. And so it's really exciting. It's and the National Institute of Herbalists are going to be there as well. And that's at the end of June, last day in June, Great. Uh, 1st and 2nd of July.
0: Fantastic.
1: We're open once a month from now on. we open the first time this weekend. We're open by vouchers because we are a small place yeah. and it's very easy to overcrowd the uh, car yeah. park. I shrunk the nursery side and where I used to have the hard standing, which is our big sales area. I've created this huge, I mean huge bonkers, huge herb garden, Mm. which is based on the figure eight, the infinity, Mm. symbol of infinity. And the two circles of the eight are flowers. So in the center of each one, I've got an urn with oris around, because Mm. oris is a herb. It's Mm. the first face powder you had, as well as being a fixative. Then each petal, the bigger circle are six meters by two meters, the smaller circle of four meters by two meters. So you can take the plan home. Wow. So I've got a culinary bed, a medicinal bed, an uh, annual bed, a UK native bed, et cetera. So you've got all these ideas of what you can take home. And then in between the petals is a gravel garden because I've been growing herbs 40 years next year hmm. and scarily The weather really Mm. has changed. And I found a lot of my Mediterranean herbs like to be grown in gravel so that their crowns are not squashed in the deluge. So all my thyme collection and oregano collection, they are going to be in the gravel. If you come this weekend now, which is like a few days' time, they're not finished planting yet. (laughs) But it will be because the weather has not been that kind So we're running slightly behind, But having said that, there's a lot for people to see. Fabulous. And I've got punicas, pomegranates in there and things like that, which people don't realise are a herb.
0: How exciting. Okay, so they can see all that on the Jecker's Herb website.
1: Yes, it's called Jecker's and com, and it's under events. Wonderful, yeah. wonderful.
0: Well, it's really lovely to see you and I hope I see you soon. If not at one of the Herb events, then maybe here. But thank you so or we'll much. we'll see each other in May. Or we'll see each other in May. <laughs> no, yeah. will wave. <laughs> yeah, Thanks so much, Jekka, for joining us. I'm sure everyone will have listened and learnt so much from that, and I'm really grateful. See you soon. Well,
1: thank you very much. Thanks a lot. Bye.
0: Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you Learned as much as I did from Jekka McVicar, the Queen of Herbs with her wonderful Herbarium near Bristol and next week I'm actually going to be chatting to Josie Lewis, our Head Gardener about something that we are both really passionate about developing we're very, very much at the early stages but it's about dahlia breeding and Josie and I uh, led by Josie very much are starting a dahlia breeding programme here at Perch Hill You can find more information, photos and advice sheets on all the plants and recipes we talk about on this podcast by heading to the show notes or at sarahraven.com forward slash podcast.